Hi, Riley. Riley? Hey, Riley. Riley. Hey, Riley. Hey. <laughs> there may be about three high Rileys on there. <laughs> it's Christmas. Things are going crazy. <laughs> right? Um, welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Thank Barker, you. everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I welcome Riley Eaton. Riley has written for NorthPalmBeachLife.com with a wonderful book review that I will get her to elaborate on just in a little bit. Um, Riley is an artist, a writer, a creator of all sorts. Um, wonderful, wonderful creative writer. He's been published in not only on our website, but also uh, college publications. So you're out there. Welcome, Riley. Hi. Thank you. So glad you're here. And I love our topic today. Um, sometimes when my guests come on, we have specific things we're going to talk about. Sometimes we don't. We're just chatting. Uh, but you and I are going to talk about music today. You are a real music lover, right? Yes. Yes. When did you realize that you were? Was this very early? And was it because your parents exposed you to their music? When did it? When did you realize I really like music? Um, I'm not sure if there was any um, particular moment where it just kind of clicked. I think it's one of those things you just kind of realize over time when you, you know, look back on things. Um, for the kind of music that we're talking about um, today, I really didn't grow up with much of it. Um, you know, I just listened to, you know, the typical pop of the day. Uh-huh. Um, the current artists that were out there when I was growing up, and, you know, some of the, you know, cheesier kids' songs from shows, that kind of thing. Right. Um, it really wasn't until a few years ago that I really got interested in music from uh, 60s, 70s, 80s. And mm-hmm. it was actually one of my siblings that got me interested in it. Um, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2018, um, my sibling and I were out running an errand together, and they put on the sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, in the car, uh, they used their phone to uh, start playing their '60s playlist, and there's a few songs by the Beatles on there, and then mm-hmm. I, th- those songs really caught my interest. So um, when we were done with our errand, I ended up going into my room, I think I started drawing and just on my own phone, I started listening to the Beatles um, just on shuffle, like on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of started it all. It started with getting interested in the Beatles. And then it just kind of went from there. Um, so I think it's only been in really recent years, I realized, oh, I'm really enthusiastic about music. Right. Um, I'm not much of someone who can make music. Um, but I'm a passionate fan of music. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Same thing. I have no no musicality. I had piano <laughs> lessons for a hot minute, Riley, <laughs> and that was that. Uh, do you yeah. find that your your creativity uh, is reflected in the kind of music you're listening to? Like, in other words, do you 
create in a certain way if you're listening to a certain genre as opposed to a different one. Does that affect that, do you think? I think um, I usually pick my music based on what I'm drawing because a lot of the time um, when I'm doing something like drawing or even when I'm writing, be it when I was in school, if I was writing an essay, somehow I could listen to music with lyrics while writing like a really heavy essay. Still not sure how I do that, but um, so, sorry, I got a little stumbled over my words, but um, I often find when it comes to writing, I might just listen to whatever I feel like at the time, but mm-hmm. a lot of times with drawing, I might, it, it might be the same thing, listen to whatever, um, but there are times where I'm very intentional about what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. If I... Say I'm drawing like something with a medieval fantasy sort of theme. I might mm-hmm. listen to songs that reflect that, um, mm-hmm. songs that are a little more uh, whimsical, mm-hmm. <laughs> that right. sort of thing. That just kind of remind me of, um, you know, more of a, a fantasy world sort of thing. Do you want to talk a little bit about the medium that you use in creating your art? Are you do you have a certain I, I love your art. That's you're incredible. Thank you. Uh, do you want to talk a, just a few moments about that process and what you what you use and how you how you create? Oh, sure. Um I really enjoy drawing over any other kind of artistic form. Um, you know, writing and drawing, I consider those two completely separate things. So of oh, yeah. visual media, I really enjoy um, drawing. And I do both traditional, which is just, you know, pencil and paper. Um, and I also do uh, digital art. So for the traditional, I, I'm i usually not too fancy about it. Um, I find just sketching things out, just something kind of rough and loose is very fun to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a rare occasion I will ink my work, which is just um, doing very clean and precise lines in ink and then erasing the pencil sketch underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I might use uh, alcohol markers to color it if I want to. Um, but with the digital medium, uh, I'm a lot more <laughs> prone to like finishing it and coloring it in just because it's so easy. You can undo so many mistakes so easily. Whereas with um, pencil and paper, it's just, uh, it's a risk when you're using something so permanent like ink. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I use, um, what is it? Uh, An an iPad Pro with the second generation Apple Pencil and the program Procreate, which it's like 10 bucks on the App Store, but it is well worth it. Uh It's so cheap compared to a lot of programs. Um, uh, okay, sorry, I lost my train of thought again. Well, when you're, um, when you're creating... Compared to other programs out there like um, Photoshop, and mm-hmm. it's very user-friendly and offers a lot of different um, tools that you can use in it. Well, it's user-friendly if you have any talent at all. I mean, you know, for me, I I do art. I, uh, you know, I mm-hmm. won't talk about my art, but... Uh, in order to do what you're talking about, 
you do have to have a certain skill level, Riley. So kudos on that. That's because I know that to be very true. I do want to ask you about your creative process, um, and then we'll move on to music. But um, mm-hmm. when I'm writing and mm-hmm. uh, really creating, I have to be alone, and a lot of I mean, really alone, like sealed mm-hmm. away from the world. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to, you know. Um, I I almost need it's weird but to be in the dark you know as I'm mm-hmm. if I'm really writing intense um, uh, conversation in intense dialogue uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why or do you find that to be the case where you you know it's like let me be in my cave in other words um for sure um when I'm drawing usually I am alone but I'm not opposed to being around other people. With writing, I definitely need to be alone because mm-hmm. I can't be interrupted with that. No. Um, you know, my art, I can kind of, uh, oh, what's the word? I can sort of, you know, <laughs> the mentality we have to be in to create visual art for me, I can switch in and out of decently okay. But mm-hmm. when it comes to my writing, I need to not be disturbed. I will I try to be nice when I feel this way, but I will, but I will get angry if I get interrupted enough times and I'm writing because you just interrupt that sort of flow, especially yeah. if I'm writing a really intense scene right. or um or just dialogue of any kind. I, I will start to get irritated, like please, yeah. I just want to write this scene and then and then we can talk, please. It's true, it really is true because writing dialogue is difficult. Because oh, yeah. you have to be that person. You, I mean, for the moment that you're writing, and in your your writing is wonderful. So I hope everyone Thank will you. go. I'll talk more about that later at the end of the podcast and, and check you out. But um, interesting to me, Riley, mm-hmm. um, is your love of of music, but also of vinyl. You are a fan of records, real mm-hmm. honest to goodness albums. Now, when people say they're going to drop an album. No, it's not. You know, it may be a real album, true, but basically it's streaming. It's and and we all have that, and I love it because it's portable. You can take it everywhere, and it's, I mm-hmm. wouldn't trade it. But there is something, and we still have vinyl. We have a record player. Mm. Needle needs to be replaced, by the way. But uh, you, when did when did that happen? How did that happen for you? Um, my. The same sibling who introduced me to the Beatles, uh, they had a record player for a while. Um, And, you know, seeing that, I thought the idea of it was very interesting because, you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit with saying this, but I grew up um, mostly using uh, CDs. Right. And then things quickly changed into the, the digital format. Um, so I didn't really grow up with very physical formats of music. So to mm-hmm. me, it's very interesting, and it's a novelty since I, you know, don't have that much experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day, one of my friends, she gave me a record out of the blue. She was like, hey, I found this at, um, I don't remember where it was, but she found it in a store, and she thought I would like it. So she had bought it and gave it to me. I was like, oh, it's so sweet. And it was um, Chicago 3 by Chicago. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. good one. And good good choice. Yeah, and I looked at it and I was thinking, 
I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking, yes, this is my excuse to buy a record player. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. It was just um, the more I came into possession of a record before the player, um, that was my excuse to get one. Right. And it just kind of took off from there. Well, I find that I find that very likable. I like that you do that. I, I think there's I think the nod to any sort of, of creativity, whatever the the generation or the time frame, it's like my love of music that it goes way, way back into jazz and the and the you know, the, the very, very old music. I, I love giving a nod to the, the creators of this great music that are no longer here, but they've mm-hmm. left behind this amazing legacy that should not be ignored. It needs to yeah. be valued and appreciated. But let's talk a little bit about the different 70s. Uh, let's focus a little bit on the 70s and 80s because mm-hmm. those are really transitional times of music mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so let's talk about your favorites from those decades. All right, all right. <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, really, my all-time favorite for the 70s and 80s is Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. <laughs> you have good Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I really love Queen. Um, Elton John's another good one. Um Paul McCartney solo stuff uh, from that time was also pretty good. Um, I don't know if his solo works extensively, but I know a decent amount, I hope. Uh (laughs) Um, Those are probably the three big artists that come to mind, but there are plenty of other um, songs, you know, here and like one or two from, you know, a variety of different artists I do know and love. Um, Oh, and then my dad... Uh, did introduce me to Kenny Loggins recently. Okay, very, um, very nice listened. artist. Oh, yeah, his voice is beautiful. It is. I haven't listened to his stuff extensively yet. I still need to get around uh, to that, but um, Danny's another song one is, is a... one of my favorites. Danny's song is, is but that's oh, by Loggins okay. and Messina. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Okay, I haven't heard those yet. So yeah, Danny's I'll write song. That down. <laughs> yeah, put that write that down because that's a that's a really good one. Did you see the movies about both Queen and Elton John? Did you see those two movies? I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, actually, it was a month a month or so ago. Uh-huh. Um, Rocket Man, not yet. Uh, me and my sibling are considering watching it together sometime in the future. Well, when you watch that movie, there's a certain scene. That you and I are going to come back. We're going to talk about those two movies on another podcast. We'll do that next year um, because there's there are some certain scenes in uh, Rocket Man that I'd love to chat with you about in the creative process of, oh, yeah, of both great. Elton and and Bernie Taupin. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, then those are pretty much your favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. Now let's talk about some that are one hit wonders because. I have to tell you, in perusing through and doing research for this podcast, I had to remind mm-hmm. myself what were some of those? What were the what were considered one hit wonders? And you know, how did I feel about those? And let me just tell you something. There's some good ones mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have in my playlist right now from both 
of those decades. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I will start with. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, Afternoon Delight was one from the 70s. Now, that was by a group uh, called Starlane Vocal Band, which my husband and I, Gary and I, we know them. We, we, so there was a, a special, um, we had a special affection for that song. And they did win awards, and Starlane Vocal Band was set to go places, and they really didn't. Uh, very, very talented, but that was their, their one-hit wonder. Um, but some of the songs are, I mean, Alicia Bridges, I Love the Nightlife. Are you familiar with that song? I don't think I am. Oh, well, look that one up. Can you think of any one-hit wonders that you either love or just... Let me tell you one that I don't like from um, 70s. I believe it was 70s. Um, You Light Up My Life. That's a Debbie Boone song. I can't stand that song. Whenever it comes (laughs) on, it's like, nope, I'm turning it off. But what about you? Do you have any favorites or those you just cannot listen to from those from those time periods yeah um wasn't um we're not going to take it by twisted sister wasn't that considered a one-hit wonder it was mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that one's that one's a really good one i agree um, i don't know it's just really catchy um even though it has a sort of i guess intense energy to it um i would almost want to describe it as fun you know, yeah. it is fun. No, I agree with you. And that, you know what? That's that's a good point because I think that's why I have so many of these one-hit wonders that I'm discovering is, um, you know, looking back uh, in my playlist, probably because yeah. they're fun. They're uplifting and they're just snappy. They make you feel good whether you're oh, yeah. in a car or, you know, listening through headphones. I, um, I'm sure the people that live in our condo community thinks that that I'm the weirdest person ever because I always have my headphones on when I leave, if I'm walking around or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. because I'm always listening to my music. And uh, and a lot of these (laughs) that I realized are, you know, not considered really, you know, one of them is a song called Brandy. Now, Brandy, uh, you're a fine girl. It's, it's very dated. The, mm-hmm. It does not hold up well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the lyrics, just you know. Oh, Another yeah. one that I love, and I have really danced to this and back in the day, it's by the Weather Girls. Mm. It's Raining Men is the name of oh, that Oh, yeah. Song. And it is just a fun, danceable, <laughs> danceable song. So yeah. In, in looking back, I realized I... I like more of the one hit wonders and, 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 and wonder why they didn't have more hits than I, than songs that I really didn't like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one song does come to mind that I, I really go back and forth on liking and not liking is, um, Oh, uh, piano man. Was that Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know there's like Billy Joel and Billy Idol, I can remember. Um, Piano Man. I mean, I know that's like classic. So many people love it. I really go back and forth on liking it. Um, Maybe it's just because it's a little too slow, a little too Mm -hmm. meandering for my liking. Yeah, I agree Um, with you on that one. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a nice sound, but at the same time, it seems like it goes on forever sometimes. 
you know, another song, another artist who is definitely not a one-hit wonder. And mm-hmm. I, a lot of people are going to go, oh, my God, is she talking about? That's the greatest artist. But I can't stand him. I cannot. I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely man, but I mm-hmm. cannot stand his music. Neil Diamond. And when mm-hmm. I hear that song, Sweet Caroline, I just want to find out by the roots. I mean, <laughs> by the roots. <laughs> it's like I cannot abide that song. It's just, and everybody gets up and, you know, gets into it. And not me. I leave the room. It's like I cannot hear that song. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, really, it is. I personally like Sweet Caroline, but I, I, I respect that. Most people <laughs> Not, do. That's what I'm saying. I'm the one that she's out of her mind to say that. But the icon, you know, it's, it's an iconic song, and it is. It is. I, I do know yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty. You know what? That's the beauty of all forms mm-hmm. of art, no matter what it is. It's the kind of art that I do with my acrylic paintings. It's very abstract. Mm-hmm. You get it or you don't get it with it, whether it's writing, um, whatever, music. There's something for everyone. And, and that's the beauty of, of things like what you do. And as you continue to create your art and expand your music, your, your library, your, your vinyl library, you know, as you search and you look and, you know, really do go back if you find record stores that have that you where you can go and just really kind of go through the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the records. Go on back to the beginning of the music in this country with with the beginning of jazz. Now, not all of it is great, but and, it, and some of it is really too old. But but go ahead and dabble into some of that and 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 see the the, the birth because all the the Beatles have freely through the years said they based their birthing of their music based on American music, the the, yeah. the, the birth of, of, the, of the music in this country, and that's what they took and went with. And so there's just so much to that. I thank you so much, Riley, for talking with me today about music and all the things that, that uh, go along with that with your creativity you are going to create so much wonderful things people are going to hear about riley eaton you have the perfect name by the way for art for books <laughs> it's a perfect name Thank i hope you. that everyone will listen or whether rather read the what riley wrote about one of your favorite book well it's not really one of your favorite books it's a book you thought was one thing and ended up another Speak briefly on that, if you would, that, that book. Sure. Um, so it's Queen and Cornwall by Rupert White. And, um, you know, I said earlier in this podcast that Queen's one of my favorite bands. So when I uh, heard about this book, it sounded interesting. Um, it seemed like it was going to be, I mean, technically it is, a deep dive into um, – queen in their early days and their relationship to this very specific part of England, Cornwall. And, you know, when you get into it, you do expect that it's going to have a lot of um, things about queen. Um, It seems to focus more on Cornwall itself than queen. Mm -hmm. And you can read more about that um, in my book review. Right. Um, 
but yeah, that is what happened. It was, I expected it to be about Queen. It's in the title. Freddie Mercury is on the cover picture of him. <laughs> um, but it, it, it kind of surprises you. Well, I hope people will, will read that. And I don't know if you heard read your review, your review, um, that one of the members of Queen has COVID. And that was, I saw that yesterday. Uh, so hope that hope that goes well. But anyway, I do thank you, Riley, so much for being here. You were a wonderful guest. Tell me you'll come back and we'll talk about those movies and stuff next year. Oh, absolutely. It'd be so fun. And it would. thank you for having me today. Oh, it was our pleasure to, to have you here on GG and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. I hope that you will go to NorthPalmBeachLife.com and read Riley and read everything that we have there. The podcast always rests there as well as iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and many, many other platforms. We know you're out there. We see those red dots all over the map. So we know you're listening. And we do appreciate that so much. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned.